Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, my lovely listeners. Welcome back or welcome to another episode of Here for the Crack with me, Emma Neal. I hope you're all doing good. She's back. She is back from skiing in one piece. No broken limbs, although I will say I've completely fucked my shoulder. I don't know how I did it as well. One of those ones where... Well, I feel like this is what happens a lot when you're skiing or snowboarding is that when you actually fall at the time, you don't feel like you've hurt anything. Maybe that's to do with adrenaline or I don't know. Maybe it's just like repeated impact over and over again is actually what causes it as opposed to one fall. Anyway, I feel like at the time you never think you've hurt yourself. And then that evening you're like, oh, dear God, (laughs) what have I done to myself? Thing is, I feel like with skiing, you actually don't fall that much because I don't know, just having well, if you do fall, you fall in a way that doesn't really hurt yourself like you kind of slide onto your bum whereas snowboarding the amount of times you literally fully deck it is obscene and it's why I went fully kitted out like I had my wrist protectors I had my big like bum and hip pads that I wore under my salopettes I had what else did I have protection wise was that it I was gonna get knee pads and then I decided against it I did have one bad fall on my knees that left my knees quite bruised the next day but I didn't think it was to the extent that I needed knee pads but there were some people in my lessons that did have them if I was to snowboard again would I get any more protective gear Mm, no you know what I think that was sufficient however I definitely should have used my wrist protectors more I went to use them and they just I stupidly didn't put them on when I went to buy my gloves and then it meant that my gloves didn't really fit so then I ended up kind of taking them off and not really using them and I think that was probably a bit stupid but anyway I really fucked my shoulder and that probably happened on day three and then I took day four off because I was like my body actually can't take any more battering like this is a whole other level (laughs) so I took day four off after that I was like okay, I feel like now that I've missed a day of lessons, I'm going to feel really behind and really scared and anxious with the rest of the group. So then I just went moved on to skiing for the rest of the time. Because what I was doing prior to that, first two days, I solely snowboarded. Like I, or maybe it was the, only the first day actually. Yeah, I think it was just the first day I only snowboarded. And then in the afternoon, I just practiced myself, which was fine. Like I was obviously getting somewhere. But you obviously then don't have the freedom of being able to go off with everyone else and go on like the bigger slopes to the other villages and all of that like I was literally staying in the same one spot on the green slope and that just gets a bit boring you know even though it is fun and exciting you're learning something new seeing everyone else go off in the afternoon to all these different places and all these different slopes that you're not getting to go to 
you do feel left out. So I actually did go and get skis on the second day so that I could, after my lessons, basically, well, my lessons were 9 to 12, 9 to 11.30 actually. So when they would finish at 11.30, I'd go get a little coffee and then I would go and practice maybe from like 12, half 12 until we would have lunch at half one. So I'd get another like hour of practice in and then I would swap over to my skis and go off and ski with everyone in the afternoon. But as I said, that only lasted three days before I fully switched over to skis full time. Now my goal before I left was, I did say it was to be able to go down slopes with my family whilst they were on skis and I was on a snowboard. And I don't think that was that unrealistic because... It's not like we're going down big massive reds and blacks all the time. I'd say we definitely prefer greens, blues and some reds. We like kind of nice, easy, more fun social skiing as opposed to like, you know, let's really challenge ourselves here. I don't find that that fun going down a block, to be honest. So I didn't think it was like that unrealistic. However, just after the amount of falls I was having and also the thing is about snowboarding is that actually falling is a complete inevitable like as I said, you just constantly, you spend a lot of time in your bum and you'll notice that if you've ever gone skiing, you'll notice that about snowboarders is that you just see them constantly sitting on their bum, getting up from their bum, like sliding down onto their bum to slow down. Do you know what I mean? You spend a lot of time, even if it's a controlled fall, you do spend a lot of time falling. So because you can't really prevent that, once my body was already sore, I was like, there's literally just no point in even trying going down any bigger slopes with my family so yeah back to the skis it was no I don't think it was a failed attempt I'm not like annoyed at myself for not reaching the kind of stage I wanted to has it disheartened me or put me off snowboarding no it hasn't I think next time I will maybe get a one-to-one because I find any time I was with the instructor and they were giving you like really good one-on-one instruction I find it really beneficial So maybe I would think about doing that, maybe like doing ski school or like snowboarding school in the morning and then getting like a one-to-one in the afternoon. I don't know. It is just like a lot of impact for your body to handle. And when I was on the skis, I was like, wow, this is like the most freeing, liberating feeling in the entire world. You have no idea. But yeah, my shoulder is unfortunately still a bit sore, which I am starting to worry a little bit about now just because that did obviously happen verging on a week ago so I'm like am I gonna have to get physio or do something about this I know it's nothing bone related like I feel like I would know if it was you know something to do with a bone I don't think it is that I think it's more like ligaments or something I don't really know I'm not an expert but I assume it's something to do with that so yeah I'm kind of thinking I might have to get physio I'm gonna wait until this weekend passes and then see But it's really frustrating me because obviously I wanted to come back and, you know, go straight back into my normal routine, go to my yoga and Pilates classes and I haven't been able to do a thing. I've been able to go to the gym and just do stuff that doesn't require me using my upper body at all, which is not that much when you actually think about it. Because even for lower body stuff, you still need to be able to hold weights in your hands. For example, with like deadlifts and walking lunges and Bulgarian split squats and even squats like resting on your shoulders. Like there's really not a lot you can do, but I have still been going and just doing walking and like the Stairmaster, the bike, some machines that use your legs and don't require you to do anything with your upper body, like hip abductor, leg curl, those kinds of things. 
but I'm really hesitant to go back to Pilates or yoga just yet because and dance actually just because I know how much pressure that puts like you spend a lot of time in those classes in plank position and I just know my shoulder would be fucked if I tried to do that right now but yeah I'm just gonna take it easy this week and we'll see fingers crossed it's an easy fix overall though fucking incredible holiday like I genuinely forgot how much I love a ski holiday and I also think it was a completely different experience for me this time around because as I'd spoken about before like the last time I went skiing I think I was 16 years old. I mean I think me and my friend were probably trying to sneak the odd alcopop or beer the odd time but you know it's a completely different experience when you're like all adults and going on a ski holiday together And I think we all enjoyed it so much more to the point that now we're like, we're making this a yearly thing. And if you're one of those people that's like, why would you go on holiday to not relax? Like, I get it. It's not relaxing at all. Like, you come home battered. (laughs) You're tired. You're exhausted. Like, it's late nights and it's early starts. It's a lot of exercise. Well, when you actually break it down, it's really not that much because well it depends if you're doing the lessons or not to be honest if you're doing lessons and then also skiing all afternoon it is a lot of exercise but if you're like having a nice kind of casual leisurely morning and not getting out in the slopes until you know 11 or thereabouts and then having a long lunch and then maybe only skiing for an hour or two in the afternoon it's not actually that bad but if you're doing the lessons and also skiing in the afternoon it is a lot on your body so I do get why people don't kind of look at it and think that's a holiday I want to go on because it's not relaxing. However, the crack is like to a whole other level. No one cares as well. Like it's just good fun. No one cares what anyone looks like. It's all very casual in terms of like eating and everything. Like you just make baguettes in the morning and bring it up. So I mean, you can eat in the restaurants if you want, but they're not that vegan friendly, to be honest. As I was saying before, I was kind of worried about the food sits in the French Alps because the French hate vegans. But yeah, I mean, even like nighttime restaurants for dinners and stuff it's just all very casual it's very chill and it's just good fun and I couldn't recommend it more and I'd mentioned before about how people have like a perception of ski holidays as being this like incredibly expensive holiday and don't get me wrong they can be extortionate if that's what you go for I don't know I think people think of like skiing and they just automatically assume like the big giant chalets with your own personal hot tub and like all your meals cooked for you and everything and you obviously can do that like oh my god I remember when Spencer and Vogue and their family as in Spencer Matthews and Vogue Williams and their family went skiing and I was like wow their chalet looks insane and I was like out of interest I'm just gonna look up this up to see how much it is and guys this actually hurts me to say it out loud. I think it was 40 grand for the week or in and around. I think it was like 36, 38 grand for a week. Like what? That is disgusting. So I don't know, maybe people think of skiing as being like that, but you know, you can actually just go to travel agents, especially if say you're just going with like one other person or maybe like two other people and you want to just like go to travel agents and get a good package deal and you're quite flexible on the dates you can go on like you're not stuck to say only going to like when school term times are or anything then you actually can get really good uh, package deals that will include all of your flights your accommodation your transfers from the airport to the accommodation your ski passes yeah literally includes everything so if you are keen to try it out I definitely would recommend doing it that way because it doesn't have to be 
40 grand for the week. I promise you that. <laughs> but yeah, food-wise, generally dinner was completely fine as a vegan. I think if you're vegetarian on the Alps anywhere, to be honest, you're so fine because they love cheese. So you'll easily be sorted as a vegetarian. As a vegan, a little bit more trickier. Dinners were completely fine. Lunches, a bit more difficult. And as I said, that's why we ended up just making baguettes in the morning and bringing them with us because there was a supermarket across the road from where we were staying, which was handy. But also not even that, like even if you are a meat eater and wouldn't struggle food wise for lunchtime, I really highly recommend just making your lunch and bringing it out with you because it's so busy everywhere and wait times to even just like get served in the first place can be so long you'll end up wasting two hours on lunch when you could have just stopped for half an hour and had your sandwich and maybe ordered a beer or a coffee or something that would have come in 10 minutes as opposed to having to wait ages for a full proper meal I also don't really care to have a full like giant meal at lunchtime I feel like a big stodgy I don't know bowl of pasta and garlic bread or burger and chips at lunchtime I'd be ready to go back in you wouldn't catch me skating again for another few hours in the afternoon. I'd been on the market for a new action camera for a little while. I kind of, you know, knew skiing and then traveling was coming up and I wanted something that was going to do me for both and that was going to also do me for like underwater and everything. So I think a week before we left, I bit the bullet and I bought an Insta360, that's the name of the brand, an Insta360 1X2, I think it's called, bit of a confusing name. I was really unsure when purchasing this because I feel like the go-to for so long was a GoPro but now this brand seems to really be pulling it out of the bag and I thought you know what I'm just gonna take the risk and get this one and oh my god am I delighted with the footage. I don't know if the video will be up just yet on my YouTube channel but it, it might be. I don't know. If it isn't anyway it'll be coming soon. I did a little ski vlog and included some footage from that new action camera and it's honestly mind-blowing what a 360 camera does. Like I was so shook watching it back. The way it works basically it's got a camera on the front and a camera on the back and it merges the footage to give you a full 360 view of everything around you. So when you're going through the footage basically when you're editing it on the app you set key frames Sorry, I'm probably speaking complete gibberish to people who don't understand video editing. You set keyframes and you swivel it round so you basically get this like all-encompassing view that kind of looks like a camera is almost like following you like a drone. I don't know how to explain it. I was so, so pleased with the footage and I'm now very excited to bring it on my travels. And the quality of it is so good, which I did not expect at all. I kind of thought that with any action camera, it would be a little bit, you know just not the best quality. You kind of assume that's going to be the case, but definitely was not the case. Unfortunately, though, I didn't have an attachment for it. Like, I've seen that you can get attachments for it to put on top of your ski pole so that you don't really have to hold it. You just hold it with your ski pole. Well, you're holding the handle of your ski pole anyway, and it's just on top of it. But I didn't get that. So I was only able to use it on like really easy skiing slopes where I knew I wasn't going to encounter any problems and could just like hold my my uh, poles in under one arm do you know but I think definitely for my next ski trip I will get the attachment anyway I feel like I can now finally think about traveling I literally leave in three weeks for two months which is crazy like it's approached so quickly I knew this was gonna happen I just couldn't think about anything else like my brain works in chronological order and until I got past the skiing I couldn't think about anything else and as a result of that I have nothing planned like the level of organization for this trip is 
close to zero, I'm going to say. Now, I don't want to be overly organized because I think the whole part of, like the best part of traveling and the fun is in the spontaneity of it and the not having everything overly planned and being able to kind of go with the flow. However, one of the countries we're going to is the Philippines and the Philippines is made up of so many little islands that you do have to be a bit more organized to travel it just because otherwise if you don't have a rough route in mind you're gonna end up spending heaps of money and time going back on yourself you know just not getting the best route because you'll end up having to backtrack and then go to an island that was actually on the other side or one that was closer to where you were before and maybe you could have flown instead of getting a boat and now you're gonna have to wait another day for the boat to go I just think the Philippines is gonna require a bit more strategy shall we say a bit more planning So I'm going to sit down and do that over the next week. But it's cool that I can get excited for that now. But yeah, what else have we got coming up? Today is Pancake Tuesday and it's also my mother's birthday. Happy birthday, mama. Tomorrow is Valentine's Day, which I'm also excited for. I'll get into my Valentine's Day plans in a minute because we're going to do a whole episode talking about Valentine's here. And I'm going to London this weekend. I am going to see my sister and some friends before going off traveling. And also for my sister's Christmas present, I bought her, me and my mum tickets to go see Magic Mike. So we're all going to that at the weekend as well. I kind of bought most of my family like experiences this year because I thought it'd be a nice thing to do together. And I got us good tickets because when I was getting them, I was like, oh, I could go cheaper and get the higher up ones. And I bet it's still as good of a view. But if you're not on the groin floor by the front, you don't have a chance of them like dancing on you or bringing you up on stage. And oh my God, how good would it be if they brought my mum up on stage or something? I would literally die. It'd be so good. Anyway, pit and peak of the week. Let's do that. My pit is hurting my shoulder, definitely. And because it's really affecting what I can do as well at the moment. My peak... Honestly, just the whole week. It was so good. And there was one specific day when we did Apres and we went to this bar called 360 Bar and it was just so fun. And when we skied home, we were all like a little bit tipsy and we literally just got straight back to the accommodation, got quick showers and like quick turnaround. We were out the door within less than an hour and just carried on through, went to like a good bar, had a pool tournament, got frozen margaritas, ate loads of tacos. It was just a fun day all around but to be honest they were all fun days but yeah that's my peak oh my god my recommendation of the week I don't have I said this before my recommendation of this week is the fall the series I started re-watching it honestly for the third or fourth time a few weeks ago and we just finished the third season now I'd actually never seen the third season before so that was my first time watching it and I didn't know how they were gonna get a full third season after already having got the person if that makes sense I don't want to like give any spoilers away in case anyone hasn't seen it but yeah I was struggled to kind of see how they would manage to do that but it was actually really good and I just fucking love Gillian Anderson I swear now that I'm saying this out loud I feel like I already gave this as a recommendation not that long ago but anyway that's my recommendation of this week is The Fall it's on Netflix and Jimmy Dornan is stunning but he's also a crazy psycho killer so yeah I mean not so stunning (laughs) This is an advertisement from BetterHelp Therapy Online. Guys, I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like recently my emotions have just been all over the place, like completely haywire. 
And I know in myself it's because I'm bottling things up, I'm letting things stress me out and I'm spiraling about them, I'm not talking about it, I'm just sitting there overthinking them, letting them stress me out even more and as a result I'm irritable, I'm getting angry at things I shouldn't really be getting angry at. I'm not able to be present and be in the moment because all I'm thinking is how stressed out I am about certain things. I know I'm not alone in this. I know this is something that so many of us face. We feel like we don't want to talk to our friends and family members about things that are stressing us out because they might seem small or insignificant in comparison to other things. Or we might just not even know how to go about initiating that conversation or opening up in that way to certain people and just getting the words out and that's why therapy can be such an amazing safe space to get things off of your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down and causing you to feel like this. I have benefited from therapy so much in the past and one of the main things I think therapy brought to my life was just an immediate safe space where I knew it was time for me to talk, it was time for me to open up and talk about my stressors. I didn't have to have this like awkward kind of chat where I was like hey I want to talk about this or like not really knowing how to go about that with a friend or a family member it just is that safe space for you to open up about these things straight away and there's no faffing around and I think dedicating that time each week and allowing that space for you to open up in that way is literally the most beneficial thing for your mental health because just getting it out there takes away half of the stress straight away and then not only that but you talk it through you rationalize it you learn you know different better ways you can cope with these stressors also how to develop healthy boundaries and healthy routines and things that are going to be preventative for these stressors in the first place therapy honestly just empowers you to be the best version of yourself and i mean who doesn't want that if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and completely suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a registered therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. With over 1,000 therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. My listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash crack. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash crack, C-R-A-I-C. And thank you so much to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, let's talk Valentine's. I thought this week we'd do a little Valentine's themed episode. I know by the time you're listening to this, Valentine's Day will have already passed. But I just love love and I wanted to know all of your stories, your opinions and your takes on Valentine's Day. Shall I actually tell you my plans for this year first? Yeah, I'll do that because it doesn't matter because if he listens to this, it's already happened. Okay, so basically I'm actually planning it because... You know, the way I've spoken about how we're doing at the moment, well, for 2024, we've decided like one of our New Year's resolutions is to do one in-house and one out-of-house day at night every month. And it switches who organises what each month. And basically, 
I'm meant to be in charge of the February out of house one and February is just a bit of a hectic month between skiing and then I'm going to London next weekend and then we're like going away and stuff at the beginning of March traveling so we don't really have another chance to do an out of house date night so I just said look I'll just organize Valentine's Day. I feel like Valentine's is literally always midweek like I don't remember it being ever on a weekend which is a bit annoying like a midweek date night. I mean date nights are always fun but do you know what I mean? It's just not quite the same when it's like, you know what I'm like, full granny during the week, wanting to get tucked up into bed early. I'm also just not a midweek drinker. I don't know how people do that. But regardless, it's going to be fun. I've booked a nice Mexican restaurant that he actually hasn't been to, but always talks about wanting to go to. And they do really good cocktails in there. It's also not in town, which is nice because, I don't know, something about having to get taxis into and out of town midweek. No, I'm just not doing that. I've decided I'm going to go all out. He's going to come to my house before and I think I'm going to do the whole balloon shit. And I was even thinking, I saw on TikTok someone making these like heart garland kind of things. You basically cut up strips of card and then you fold them in a way that makes it into like a heart and then staple it together. And you can make this big like string of hearts. Like I think I'm fully going to go all out. Am I going to get rose petals? No, actually, no, rose petals is too far. But I'm thinking flowers, chocolates, maybe like red boxers, red Calvin Klein boxers, if I can find them, balloons. I was maybe going to like make a cocktail of some sort and cut hearts out of strawberries and put them on like a cocktail stick on top of the cocktail. I don't know. We'll see how that works out. If it's not possible, I might just like, what could I do? I could cut something out in the shape of a heart like even on a card and then sprinkle like cocoa powder or cinnamon powder over the top of like an espresso martini and it would leave a little heart shape on top if the strawberry thing doesn't work and then maybe I could just cut out hearts in strawberries and dip them into chocolate and have chocolate coated strawberries and come back for dessert that would be cute I don't know we'll see TBC but yeah basically I just decided you know what I'm gonna go all out because I just know he'll appreciate it whereas I feel like I've been with people before that if I if I went to this extreme with, they'd be like a bit mortified. Do you know what I mean? You know, those kinds of people where they'd be like, oh, Jesus Christ, like almost a bit embarrassed. But now I'm with someone who is as high effort as I am. So I'm like, I'm going to milk this. And that's not me saying that I think it's necessary. I honestly think Valentine's for me, I think like a bunch of flowers and a nice card and a meal together, whether that be in the house or going out for a nice dinner together is literally more than enough. Like, I don't think you need to make a big deal about it at all. I just think, fuck it, I'm just going to because I can. (laughs) Because I want to and because I know it'll be appreciated. And I love an excuse to celebrate, especially when it's an excuse to celebrate love or to show someone that you love them. Like, people that turn their nose up at Valentine's Day, what are you gaining from that? I get it's all commercial and like overhyped and and kind of a bit OTT and not necessary but isn't every holiday like Christmas Easter what else is there I don't know I think everything's a bit commercialized these days so make what you want of it but ultimately you're gonna have more fun if you just get stuck in and enjoy it do you know since I was a kid every Valentine's Day I would wake up to, well, not necessarily wake up to actually, sometimes it would be wake up to and I'd be sitting down in the kitchen, but sometimes it'd be when I'd come home from school and I'd be sat in the kitchen and there'd be a card there addressed to me and it'd be like, oh, will you be my Valentine's card? And it would say, 
either like it would just have a squiggle or like a question mark or it would say anonymous and every year it was my dad because he's the real MVP and that's why I think if someone didn't even get me a card I'd be fucking fuming like actually fuming a card is the bare minimum in my eyes even if you decide we're not doing valentine's this year like you know let's not buy into all this shit it's not necessary that's fine don't buy into it but just get them a fucking card please i beg you it's the least you can do you can get them for a pound in poundland go get a one pound card and just write a nice meaningful message in it please for the love of god do not make it a to sarah from i was gonna say brian there I'm going full the girls' bathroom mode here. Um, yeah, don't make it a two name from name. Like, please, please sit down and just take two minutes to write a nice message. It's the least you could do. Well, I give you a little history of my Valentine's days. Do I even remember, actually? Oh my God, I don't think I do. How mad is that that at the time you probably think, oh my God, I'm going to remember this forever. Or whether that be because you're happy or because you're angry about the valentine situation and then i don't know five years later you're like god i couldn't remember that less i don't remember a valentine's day spent with my first boyfriend i'll be completely honest i was very young though so i'll allow myself that my next relationship oh you know what okay to be fair i'll give this boy some credit where it's due because he did plan good dates but there was a lot of other things that were wrong with the relationship that I'll not get into. But one thing that he did have was planning good dates. So I do remember spending a good Valentine's Day with him. We went to a nice restaurant that had a view over the river in Melbourne. It was like very fancy set menu kind of vibes. The sun was shining. We were fully looking out into the river like he'd booked a window or like a balcony seat and it was all open. And then we went to see a movie which I can't remember what it was, but it was some sort of like very Valentine's Day-esque rom-com in like an open air cinema. And he'd brought a bottle of wine and snacks in a bag and little like plastic wine glasses as well. So that was cute. I I did spend another Valentine's Day with him, but I can't remember what we did for it. It would have been right before lockdown, wouldn't it? Yeah, sorry, I can't remember for the life of me what we did that time. My next Valentine's... Oh, this is where it gets interesting. Okay, so my next Valentine's Day... My boyfriend at the time came to visit me at uni. Now, we kind of, because we were doing long distance, we would kind of pre-plan all the dates we would either, like he would come to see me or I would come home. Just so that it was all like booked in the diary. Neither of us planned to go away, say, for those weekends or have any like other big major plans for those weekends. And also just to space it out equally so it wasn't like, I was coming home and then a week later I was actually coming home for say five weeks at Christmas or whatever. Do you know what I mean? It was to just space it all out equally and have it in the in the diary. And basically a time he was coming to visit me happened to fall on the weekend of Valentine's. I think Valentine's Day was on the Sunday and he was probably coming from like, I don't know, Thursday to Monday or something like, or Thursday to Sunday or something. So I remember really clearly on the phone being like, oh my God, that's the weekend of Valentine's. Like, yeah, we can go on a nice Valentine's date and stuff. So yes, I get it wasn't like intentional that he was coming for Valentine's Day. It was more a coincidence that he was going to be there on Valentine's Day. And as a result, we would obviously do a Valentine's Day date because of that. Actually, it wasn't on the Sunday. I think it was on the Friday. Not that that matters at all. It still fell within the weekend. Anyway, so we wake up on Valentine's Day 
And as I said before, like I'm not a big OTT Valentine's Day person. I think a card and, you know, some chocolate or like a bag of their favorite coffee beans or something is literally more than enough. So I think that's what I got, like a chocolate bar, a nice card and a bag of beans from like my favorite cafe in Leeds or something. I woke up and gave it to him and he didn't have anything to give me back. And I was like, oh, it's okay. He obviously has come over. Maybe he was planning on like when I'm in class today, getting it while I'm out or when I'm getting ready or something, nipping out to the shops. Also bear in mind in England, well, I know you can in Belfast as well or in Ireland as well, but like especially in cities in England, you can get anything to your front door. And when I say anything, I mean anything like you can order a bunch of flowers a card and a box of chocolates and it'd be at your front door within 10 minutes if you wanted to especially in a city like Leeds so there's literally no excuse also I was going to a class for an hour or two and then meeting him after to do whatever we'd planned for the day so like you have all that time as well you know so I'm just like telling myself all these excuses in my head but at the same time I'm like if this boy doesn't fucking pull through on at least a card I will literally go and see him Also because I'd literally woken up and given him the things first thing. Like I wasn't waiting to give them to him for when he had something to give to me. I gave them to him. So the message had been sent across, you know, I've given you something. If you haven't got your shit together, get your shit together now and get something. Anyway, we went about our day and I can't actually remember what we ended up doing that day at all. But I do remember that we were walking home from town and it was dark at this point. It was very much the end of our day. I think we were taking that night easy because we had plans for the next night or something and had been out the night before. So I was very aware, like, okay, this day is over. This boy has not got me anything. Like, time to come to your senses here. (laughs) Let's face reality. You're not getting a card. You're not getting chocolates. You're not getting a bunch of flowers. Like, it's not going to be at home waiting for you because you've now been in his company all day. And it's now dark and you're walking home together. So I decide to say something because I am of the opinion that people do just have differing views on these things and differing expectations on like lots of different things. And Valentine's is definitely one of those things. And I think if you don't communicate that you want and appreciate and value, let's say a card, then that person might not think that's important to you. And I personally would rather say that on the day so they can act on that. Like obviously, yes, in an ideal situation, you you would rather someone be able to just know that and take that upon themselves and have the card for you when you wake up. Yes, ideal situation, of course. However, in this scenario, when I'd come to realize that this wasn't what I was going to get, I would rather then say something on the day instead of waiting till the next day, being more angry about it because I didn't get anything on Valentine's Day and then having the argument and it actually being worse because the day's over and they can't do anything to rectify that. So it's like a whole other level of upset because yeah, you might be upset on the day because you had to ask them to get you it, but you'll be even more upset if it gets to the next day and they didn't get you it and now they can't get you it. Do you know what I mean? Like, again, not ideal, but better. <laughs> and obviously at this point, we're walking home from town, so we are passing shops on the way. So I'm like, right, if I'm going to say something, I need to just say it now. So I'm like, are you not even going to get me a card then? No word of a lie, this man was bamboozled that I was asking him if he was going to get me a card. He was like, why would I get you a card? I'm with you. Huh? What? 
Sorry, what? So now cards are only to send by hand mail in the post to people that live on the other side of the world. You? What are you talking about? Is that what you do for birthdays and Christmas? Yeah, you write your cards to people and then post them in the in the mail with your wee stamps and all. Or do you hand them to them and see them in real life as well? I was bamboozled. I can't remember exactly what I said, but I was probably just like, that doesn't matter. <laughs> I literally gave you a card face to face today like I do with anyone else on their birthday or at Christmas or like everyone else does on Valentine's Day. And he was like, oh, so you actually want me to get you a card? And I was like, yeah, I actually want you to go and get me a card, even though I'm having to ask you to do that. I would still like you to go and get me a card. And he went into Tesco and got me a card, came out and said, oh, they didn't have any left. And I was like so depressed and the rest of the walk home. But then he was actually, he actually had it in his coat pocket the whole time and was lying about that. What a jokester, eh? And actually, I think that was the time the card didn't have a message. It just said to Emma from name. And that was all. A lovely, meaningful Valentine's Day card that I had to ask for. And also to rub salt in the wound the second we stepped in the door. Because it was my student house. So I lived with like four or five other girls at the time. Stepped in and there was this big giant. When I say giant, I mean like 50 roses, bunch of roses. Um, sitting in the hallway waiting to be put in a vase and I was like oh whose are those (laughs) evidently not mine oh and also see on the same weekend so basically I had danced on the Thursday night and he had gone out with a couple of my friends that he already knew from back home that were also in Leeds and then I was just like gonna join them after dance because they were just like at a bar that was near where I danced and he turned around and said to them oh, by the way, I'm not visiting her for Valentine's Day. It's just the weekend that worked out for us. Like, I'm sorry, what on earth? Who says that? No one cares. No one cares if you're here because the weekend it worked out or if you're visiting your girlfriend on Valentine's Day. Like, that's a nice thing to visit your girlfriend on Valentine's Day, no? And they said that to me the next, was it the next day or no? Maybe it was that night my friend turned around and said to me, so weird, he specifically made a point of saying to us, that he wasn't visiting you for Valentine's Day. And we were like, why would we care about that? Like, if you want to visit your girlfriend on Valentine's Day, obviously visit your girlfriend on Valentine's Day. That's cute. And he was like, no, but I just thought I'd tell you that it's not for that. Like, are you that embarrassed of me? Or what the fuck is going on here? I do remember asking him about why he said that, but I honestly can't remember what answer I got. Probably some really generic, just emotionally unavailable response, I would assume. There should not have been a second Valentine's Day with this person, though there was, and that Valentine's Day resulted in me bawling my eyes out and leaving, so yeah. That was fun as well. (laughs) I mean, I did get a card in Flores that year, but if I could read out the card to you, you would actually piss yourself. It was the most passive-aggressive thing I've ever read in my entire life, because we were... We were just very rocky at the time, like we weren't in a good place anyway, we shouldn't have been spending Valentine's Day together in the first place, but we did and um, the card was fucking hilarious. I remember reading it with my friend the next day and thinking, I cannot believe he actually sat down and wrote that to me. It was so bad. Anyway, I got the flowers, I got the card, I got the meal cooked for me, the vegan tiramisu and all, and rounded it off with a lovely slice of bawling my eyes out and having to ask him to drive me home because I didn't want to ask my dad to pick me up in that state. Really good. So 
Uh, you could say I'm looking forward to this Valentine's Day. A little bit of a change. <laughs> so that is my Valentine's Day history. That is the tea. I feel like I've had my fair share of good and bad ones. Like there's been a combination in there. I feel like all the best ones are to come. I put up a couple of question boxes on my stories to get your guys' Valentine's Day stories. So first up, we've got send me your Valentine's Day horror stories. I feel like there's going to be some good ones in here. Um, I got broken up with the day after Valentine's. My boyfriend got me a Valentine's Day card and spelt my name wrong on it. <gasps> oh God, no. He took me to the girl's flat he cheated with for a party. Absolute cheek. My ex of one and a half years got me flowers with a note. Here are finally the flowers you wanted so much. Sorry, that's just rude. That's actually just cheeky. The passive aggression. Not so much a fail, but my ex-boyfriend showed up to our V-Day lunch one hour late. Me and my boyfriend at the time went for dinner at this really fancy restaurant and I had to go to the toilet so I left the table. Anyways, as I was gone, the waitress asked him could she take the order for him and his son as they were in a rush. I was the son. Just killed the whole vibe. At least we could laugh it off. <laughs> oh, I hope there's not that much of an age difference. Okay, we've been dating five months but not in a relationship and he hasn't even mentioned Valentine's Day. Oh God. See, this is one of those scenarios I think you have to mention it because otherwise you're going to be more upset and angry if it just goes, like if he just manages to let that one completely go under the radar, you'll be fuming. Like you're better off just saying in advance. So what's our Valentine's Day plans? Turned up at my boyfriend's to gifts and flowers and broke up with him, right? (laughs) On different wavelengths there. I knew I had lost feelings but bought him a £100 fire pit because I felt bad. The guilt present. My ex-boyfriend took me to a shite team Impala club night. That's that's interesting for Valentine's Day. I had to tell my ex to get me flowers on the day because he hadn't got me anything. I also had to book our date because he doesn't believe in Valentine's Day. What's with these emotionally unavailable men? I've been broken up with twice on Valentine's Day by separate people, both unexpectedly. God, I think that's your unlucky day of the year. I think you should stay inside for every foreseeable Valentine's Day. No, I'm joking, but that's brutal. He took me to a McDonald's drive-thru and then asked if I could pay. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God, walked in on my parents having sex on Valentine's morning. Should have not. (laughs) X broke into my halls and put pedals through the communal area leading to my room. I mean, I really rate the the effort that went into that, but maybe a little bit mortifying. Valentine spent planning how I'd break up with him. Okay. Uh, <laughs> my ex-boyfriend bought me running shoes as a gift one year for Valentine's Day. I was so embarrassed. I mean, running shoes is a good gift, no? I think you need cute little romantic gestures in there though as well as the running shoes cooked me a nice dinner then broke up with me my ex cheated on me the day before valentine's day and came to me the next day crying and begging for me back my mum walked in on us having sex on the sofa i was 17 girl come on let's not be silly about these things i got nothing not even a card for the two valentines we were together Gave me a plant his mum bought from Tesco. (laughs) 
Uh, how many times are boys' mums gonna save them on the present front? Like, they're actually the worst. My boyfriend cancelled on me to go smoke a zoot. Instant breakup. So fair. That is very sackable. Gave me a cushion with his face on it. It gave me the ick so much I cried when he left and we broke up. <laughs> Sorry, that's the funniest thing I've ever heard. No acknowledgement of Valentine's Day apart from a card still in the wrapper. Right, so he didn't even write the card. Sorted the entire day, booked the meal, paid his train tickets, etc. He complained, I paid half. We were at a uni club with wristbands. Red was single and blue was taken. He chose red and it ended there. Wow, what a savage way to end it by choosing the single wristband. Like, at least have the common decency to just say something. We were together six Valentine's Days and didn't celebrate once because he thought it was stupid. You know what? I don't care if you find if you think these things are stupid. It's nice to celebrate love and it's nice to feel loved and valued and appreciated no matter what day of the year it is. So why not literally just buy the card? It's actually that simple. Even if you think it's a stupid day to celebrate, it's as simple as buying a one or two pound card. And when you actually deep it, that that's all it requires you realise how many men are actually completely trash when it comes to Valentine's Day. Um, okay, let's see what else. I feel like there's some longer ones in my DMs. I was in a long distance relationship and my now ex-boyfriend came to visit last Valentine's. I bought him so many nice and thoughtful gifts and he gave me a heart-shaped key ring. I booked us in at a nice restaurant and he asked me to pay, which I don't mind. The next morning, I decided to go through his phone and find out that he had been cheating on me, our whole relationship, literally from beginning to end. We were together for nine months. You know what? You dodged a bullet there. I think people that can't, like, if you can't use your brain and determine a thoughtful gift for someone you love, whether that be within the five pound budget or whether it be within the hundred pound budget, then you need to take a long, hard look at yourself. Like, do you not know the person that you're supposed to love well enough to know what could be a thoughtful gift to them? What is a heart-shaped keyring going to do for anyone? I mean, maybe as a little token add-on. I'd rather get a card than a heart-shaped keyring. We'd been together on and off for two and a bit years. Valentine's Day was coming up and things were beginning to go well again. And we were really happy, so I thought... He booked us a few nights away over Valentine's and I was so excited to finally spend some proper alone time with him. Long story short, I made my way over to his house the morning of and he was in bed with his girl best friend of three years. Kill all men. Oh my god, that is my worst nightmare. I made my boyfriend biscuits for Valentine's Day and dropped them round to his house. We both did philosophy A-level and we were talking about whether it's ever ethically moral to lie. And the teacher asked him what a lie was he had told recently. He could have literally said anything else, but he said in front of the whole class that he didn't like my Valentine's biscuits and they were disgusting. They weren't because he didn't like sprinkles. Nah, I'd be taking that one to the grave. Come on, if someone's going to put in the effort to make you Valentine's Day biscuits and they're actually nice, you just don't like sprinkles. Also, who doesn't like sprinkles? They don't taste of anything. It's just sugar. Grow up is what I say to that. I had to ask my ex to buy me a Valentine's card. I bought him one and he still never did. The thing is about these men that don't want to show any form of like love or affection or show that they appreciate you in any way, shape or form. 
It's actually a blessing in disguise that they show you that on days like these because you can actually take a step back from the situation and be like, this man, like if he, it's very much a if he wanted to, he would kind of situation because there will be a time in that man's life and maybe there won't be, maybe he'll end up with someone that doesn't value those things and will be okay with not receiving any form of like card or gift or any words of affirmation that make them feel loved or valued And if that's the case, good on them. They've found their match. They've met their match. However, most likely they will end up in a relationship where they will do that someday. And right now, if he wanted to, he would and he's not. So get the fuck out of there. I also think the reality is, no, I know this isn't with absolutely every person. There's definitely people that don't kind of fall under the stereotype. But I would say in general, males definitely mature a lot later and their emotional intelligence and their learning from previous relationships doesn't kick in till a lot later like I can look back on say like my first two relationships and see that I was really young and immature and didn't know how to talk about my feelings didn't know how to show signs of affection or love or anything like that like didn't know how to make a person feel valued and I don't think of myself as a horrible human being I just think I was young and naive and like still navigating life and learning how to do these things and those relationships definitely taught me that which has left me now at the age of 25 being able to do that but I think that doesn't click for men till a good while later and as I said not every single man like I'm sure there's probably really emotionally intelligent 21 year olds out there or 18 year olds do you know what I mean so I'm not saying it's every person however as a rule of thumb it does take that a lot longer to click and therefore date older and that is why emotionally unintelligent men will date younger because like let's say let's say a 25 or 26 year old that literally has the emotional intelligence of a toddler they're gonna get called out by someone of the same age they're not gonna get away with that behavior so they'll date younger because that person will think oh it's an older man he's good looking he's older he's got his shit together And they don't feel as confident in standing up for themselves within the relationship because they're the younger one. Do you know what I mean? Watch out for those mid-20 boys, I'm telling you. It's hard out there. (laughs) Sorry, that's probably a massive generalisation. I will always remember, because my friend's been going out with someone who has been, like, who since they've been together has always been in his 30s. And she's always just said, like, it's the best thing ever because... They just have their shit together a bit more than like a mid-twenties boy because mid-twenties boys, they don't care about women. They do not care about you. They care about socialising, they care about drinking, they care about spending time with their friends and smoking joints and playing their little playstations and Xboxes and that's fine, just leave them to it. (laughs) But anyway, she used to always swear by it and now that I'm dating someone who is... 30 I'm like yeah I see where you were coming from this whole time why did I never listen to you before okay I also do have loads of your stories of nice valentine's days that you've experienced but let me read out some of the answers for the polls first and then we'll finish off the episode by reading out the nice stories on a happy note okay so I asked what do you expect from your partner on valentine's day 21% said nothing I'm not really that bothered 62% said card and flowers is enough. 13% said I want to be wined and dined. And 3% said they better go all out or else. I'm actually quite surprised that a whole 21% of people said nothing, not really that bothered. But I would have assumed 
that cardin flowers is enough would be the majority at 62 percent. so yeah sounds about right and then i said valentine's or galentine's and 46 percent said valentine's 43 percent said galentine's and 11 percent said neither I don't know that I've ever had a Galentine's, but I really quite like the idea of it. Now, I don't know that I'd be doing it instead of my Valentine's with my boyfriend, but I think as well as, and actually someone messaged me and said both, I'm hosting pizza, Prosecco and pancakes tonight for a Galentine's slash uh, pancake Tuesday, and then having the Valentine's day tomorrow with the boyfriend. And I love that idea. And I kind of want to do like a Galentine's themed either night out or dinner or night in with the girlies next year. I think that would be so fun. And you could properly like decorate the house with Valentine's balloons and stuff. And I don't know, I think because I've never done it, the idea of that just sounds so cute to me. The next question was, does it work both ways? Should you also be putting in the effort for your partner or is it on them to pull through and treat you? And 8% said, nah, it's on them, spoil me. 92% said works both ways for sure. I actually forgot to add the option there that I'm the only one that ever makes the effort. I should have had both of them, but yeah, 92% said works both ways. Is it a sackable offence if they don't do anything? As in not even a card or your fave wee chocolate bar. And 19% said, yep, boy, bye. 63% said not sackable, but would be upset. And 18% said, nah, I don't care that much. I mean, I would love to say that for me it would be a sackable offence, but as we all know from experience, from my history of Valentine's Day, it clearly wasn't a sackable offence, but I definitely was upset. Yeah, it's just not a nice feeling really, is it? Especially when you've gone out of your way to... Not even gone out of your way because it's not hard. Like it's literally not difficult. You probably pass a shop every day on your commute to work or your walk to uni or whatever it is that you do. I'm sure you pass a shop at some stage in your day and I'm pretty sure most shops sell cards and chocolate. (laughs) It's that simple. Okay, let's move on to our nice Valentine's Day stories because we all love love and we want to hear the positive stories as well. He made me a vegan lasagna Rose petals on the bed, flowers from the florist. Oh, I love when people go all out and get like the florist flowers. Now they're so fucking expensive. Like the minimum you pay in a florist to get a big bunch of flowers is like 30 pounds. And you can get like 300 pound bouquets of flowers. It's fucking crazy. Like who in their right man is doing that? You'd have to have money to be able to do that. But that's a really stunning thing I love when people make you like a nice if especially if you're like vegan or vegetarian and they go out of their way to make you like a nice vegan meal the rose petals on the bed as well that's really cute my first boyfriend ever made me food at his uni flat it was like a two-course meal and it was the best second date ever that's cute I will always remember when me and my boyfriend actually I think it was like our third date and he cooked me like a was it a two or three course I think it was three courses dinner in his house and I knew he hadn't really cooked much vegan food before now he's a very good cook so I knew he wouldn't struggle at all and he cooks me a lot of vegan food now he's well used to it by now but this was like our third date and first time eating together and he made me a lovely three course vegan meal and like bought wine and everything and it was just such a cute night there's something so nice about in-house date nights especially when you're first getting to know someone and you can just relax a bit you're not so like uptight the way you would be in a proper restaurant 
He booked a surprise trip to an undisclosed location. All I know is Pink Floyd wrote lyrics there. (gasps) That's so exciting. I think I would love that because I'm such a control freak with trips. It'd be so nice to just be like whisked away and have no power over it, like have no control over it whatsoever and just let them surprise you with absolutely everything from where you're going to where you're staying to where you're eating. Oh my god, that's such a dream. Our favourite burrito place followed by a drag show. That's so fun. Flew me out to him in Paris for dinner and surprised me with Moulin Rouge after. I really want to do a romantic Paris trip because I've only ever been when I was a lot younger and to see family and stuff. I've never done like a, a romantic Paris trip, you know, and I would love to see the Moulin Rouge as well. That's such a good date. He had a candlelit bath ready with flower petals trailing up the stairs for when I got home. I can't. Oh, a little Valentine's Day themed bath, imagine, with like a Valentine's Day bath bomb. Oh my God, maybe I'll try and get a Valentine's Day bath bomb for tomorrow. Thank you for the idea. Or you could fill a whole bath of petals, you know, like in Bali when they fill the whole um, bath or the whole pool with petals and they spell something out or they make like a big heart shape. That would be so sick if you could pull that off yourself. I don't know that I could pull that off though. I think maybe I would stick to like a Valentine's Day themed bath bomb with maybe some rose petals coming up the stairs into the bath. That could be cute. My boyfriend bought me daffodils, my country's national flower, cooked up a Donbury bowl and set up a little table and chairs in my uni room. That's so cute. My boyfriend surprised me by buying tickets to a candlelit concert last year. Very romantic. I love those candlelit concerts. I went to one of them in, I think it was like October, November time. And yeah, you're right. It was very romantic. I hope you guys are getting ideas listening to this. People need to step it up. Let's finish with another nice one. Rekindled with a boy I knew when I was 15 slash 16 over Christmas. He's taking me to Barcelona for Valentine's weekend. Oh my God, how lovely. Have the best time ever. I'm so jealous. I'd love to be going to Barcelona. And that wraps up this week's Valentine's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. I loved hearing all your stories. If you did enjoy it, don't forget to give me a little five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If there's anything you'd like me to discuss on the podcast in the coming weeks, please don't be afraid to shoot me a little DM. Also, my DMs are always open for dilemmas and questions for the bonus episode. Voice notes more than welcome. But yeah, if you enjoyed this week's episode, share it with your friends, share it with your family, on your Instagram stories, in your TikToks. As always, thank you all so much for your continued love and support in the podcast. It means the absolute world to me. I will speak to you in next week's episode. Bye.